against our king and kingdom, the Bard has been accused of inspiring a rebellion and caused distress and chaos. How do you plead? I plead not guilty. It is not I who abused their holy power to control the masses and reaped all the wealth of their labor. If only I had a fraction of the powers that were described in the past. I could then correct all the injustices in this kingdom, starting at the top. Enough! We all know of your so-called tales from the past that never existed, and the powers you speak of could never trap the holy power of our monarch. Why must thou always do this act of listening to this peasant? Guards, execute this! My friend! I knew you would come to save me! Now I shall inspire them with another tale from Ramble Shamble. Good day and salutations, people who are listening to this podcast of Ramble Shamble. Today, the host is a fabulous Mackie. Uh, I am self-praising myself, apologies. But since I am the host, I get a little bit more power to say these certain things. And again, we are joined by the fabulous, the wondrous, the spectacular Yotes. Hello, everyone. Hey. Although, when, when, when someone says that they're fabulous, you have to imagine them walking down a catwalk with like fashionable <laughs> clothes. And sparkling and listening. Yeah, and people shouting, Ah, oh, can I have an interview? <laughs> autograph, autograph. <laughs> yeah. Take uh, off the shirt. <laughs> no, just move it on. It's too damn sexy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that actually reminds me because I did actually watch the Thor Love and Thunder. I actually didn't quite enjoy it. Too childish for me. Uh, I think we did speak about this before, but I felt like it's too childish. Fun, but a bit too childish. Mm. What did you think of? But but you clearly saw the like the kind of the plot hole, the law break a little bit, where he empowered like fifty children. And oh, that, that was it, it doesn't, and it wasn't like in uh, Naruto or something where if you empower, like if your power is divided amongst other people then it actually divides your own power by oh, the factor of which of how many times you divided it. No, all of them had the full power of four. And like mm. the one little girl had a teddy bear as her weapon. And shot like, lasers from it. It was stupid as heck. Yeah, so like I had a fun time, but I, I, th- I thought that the Taika Waititi humor was just, it was a, too much and the the screaming goats the screaming goats got to me after like <laughs> the f- first five times like that's already a lot but after that 
it's like it started irritating me. No, the the director of that movie, um, I can't remember his name at the top of my head. For some Taika reason. Taika Waititi. Yeah, Taika Waititi. He got a bit too into his own kind of like ego, and mm. he he's he, for there is a Thor five obviously coming out, and he's not been asked to come back. So they obviously, I think Disney and Marvel kind of saw this and they say, okay, dude, you effed up quite a bit here. You clearly were too all over the place. Clearly, this was a bad movie. And jeez, um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. When I came to that scene, I literally it was one of the first times ever in a Marvel movie I clicked the fast forward button because I I, just really? couldn't, I couldn't bear to watch these kids run up at these monstrous tentacles slash arms, feeling like they are the boss and so brave and powerful. And I, I kind of like went scene by scene to kind of see if there was anything interesting but i just like said no this movie lost me right there and there oh yeah so and, disappointed um do you know what gallows humor is uh perhaps if you give it a description i might know so like uh gallows humor is like a really dark kind of humor where it's people who are on death row so like a gallows is that scaffolding that you have oh, where yeah. you hang people yeah, yeah. and so Gallows humor is where you try to make light of a really dark and grim and hopeless yeah. situation by okay. uh, making mock of that situation itself. And yeah. I thought th- that the gallows humor that they used for cancer in Thor yeah. Love and Thunder was, was a little bit too much. Um, 100%. Like they could, it could have been really well placed, but because of the childish or, yeah, the lighthearted tone of the rest of the movie, I didn't feel that that tone of humor was as, or it's not something that you can necessarily combine with gallows humor. Oh, 100%. And, like, uh, um, I saw even uh, Crims Hemsworth said that the movie was terribly done. It was a movie that was like a kid could make a better movie than that. And it just yeah. was poor directoring of the director. The director got too much into his own head. His own ego was too high. And yeah. it was just, uh, unfortunately, a very poorly done. Like, Thor Ragnarok was a fun, really cool movie. It had some fun to it. It was it was on the side of, like, when it's serious, it's serious. But this one kind of tried yeah. to be serious and funny at the same time. And you can't necessarily they, have that. Yeah, they gave they gave it, like... Five times as much of the humor that was in Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Which, you know, that's, that's just, too, it's too much. Oh, 100%. Like, like in, 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 in Thor Ragnarok, the, some parts where, which are humorous are, they start humorous and then you realize like, oh shit, damn, that's actually pretty <laughs> serious. Like yeah. when Thor throws his hammer at Taylor and she grabs it and smashes it. You're like, oh, no way, she smashed his hammer, lol. And then you're like, oh, shit, wait. She could just smash his hammer by squeezing it. How, hey. how, how strong is she? And then you realize, you know, it settles in. Oh, 100%. And I think that's where, like, it was just, yeah, apparently he, the director was also not too, well, was not too familiar with the Thor universe or even Marvel. Mm. But I think that's enough time of us diverting from that. Um, Jotun, today we're dealing with a very serious topic. A topic where we both have a, a deep, deep, deep passion 
about, and the topic is involving gaming. Jotun, do you remember why, or do you remember the first time you ever played games and you like saying, oh, I enjoy games? I know it's a bit of a weird question. I don't actually remember when I did, because <laughs> I, I grew up, like I'm a millennial, um, so... I'm a millennial. <laughs> Old, old TV games and like the generic version of the SNES and the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System and things. But like, you know, the, the, the Backstreet China Shop version mm-hmm. where um, it has like a thousand or whatever games. I remember playing though, like one of those consoles and I remember playing stuff like Super Mario and uh, oh. I think it's called Duck Hunt. And oh. suck at my cousin's house. But I also remember like early Need for Speed games that I played with my elder brother because he was one with a PC. And so like I, I kind of remember the, the time when I started playing video games in general, but I don't remember exactly which game I played first. But oh, I do remember the first game that I owned and bought myself, which okay. is probably my favorite game of all time and had a massive influence on me in terms of even what my interests are and where I eventually did my higher education. And that game is Black and White. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Black and White, but when you spoke more and more, I thought Tomb Raider was going to be there or something like that. And I'm like, wait, uh, I don't remember him playing Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just, it's just black, black and white. Oh, and I was actually okay. very lucky because it's truly a fantastic game okay. in its own time as well. Whereas uh, my brother got himself the Phantom Menace from Star Wars, <laughs> which we actually thought was a bloody amazing game. But then again, that's, that's viewing it through the eyes of a child who hasn't played much. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard of reviews and retrospectives nowadays. Apparently, it's a game that will get a big visit from the suck fairy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I still remember the first game that I... So, look, when I was young, I have an older brother, and he would play on our parents' PC, and my father's still kind of into the gaming. And it was like quite a few games, but like the one, the two games I can re- remember vividly, and I was like three or four at the time, so I can still remember the games that detailed. And the f- the first two games I remember and like started actually putting input into was the original Jurassic Park movie uh, game based on the second movie, and the Lost, Lost Vikings World. two, yeah, Lost World, and Lost Vikings two, and I can remember two specific. I, instances in those two games was because one was a strategy game and one was more like a puzzle platformer game. Uh, Lost Vikings, that kind of thing. And I remember my brother and I struggling to get the certain key from this like little crevice. And we couldn't think of like, how do we get this key? We couldn't like get it. It was just not working with the characters you have at your disposal. So I was like sleeping, I was like getting, going to bed one night and I thought, wait, the one character has a shield. You can move his shield up and down. What if he... And I was like four at the time. So again, I have never played this game properly. But I had like this thinking like, if he can put a shield on top of his head, 
can that not be a way for another character to stand on top where the other character can extend his arm and grab things so when we eventually came back to the same level again i i said to my my brother saying look i, I know this is weird but i was having a uh, just i just have an idea position your guy no no more right more right now make a shield go on top of his head okay and put the guy with the extender arm thingy on top of that guy and it worked and i was like i don't know how i did that but i thought that a surge of like whoa i'm actually smarter than i thought i am (laughs) well that's 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 the whole thing of video games it's like most of it is problem solving oh 100 percent and the second time watching my brother play jurassic world would lost world or what it was just such a great game um he played that game so much and i would just sit there right next to him just watching him places buildings everywhere and that's a proper strategy game and again only four maybe five at this age and again i'm not really understanding the purposes of each building but i saw how he did everything and i watched him for so many days i lost count and at one point i asked my brother like do you mind if i stop playing the game and he's like uh, you're quite young. I don't think you're going to be ha- able to handle it. And said, yeah, can I just give it a try? And he watched me play and I imitated his exact placements and movement to like to the point where I was placing buildings exactly where he placed them, making the army exactly how he'd make his army. And I was just like copied and copied and pasted. <laughs> oh, man. Special memories to me. Yeah. So I, I, I think I'm looking at it online here. The Last Vikings, you said. Last Vikings 2. So not the first one. The first one, I have played it, but it's not as good as the second one. The second one, you get to play as a dragon character, as was well a werewolf. And it had a bit of more of a story compared to the first one. Oh, but such a... It, it, look, it, it's a, quite an old game. If people look it up now, they're going to say, oh, what is this? Guys, just keep in mind, back in then, those graphics were pretty pristine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get don't 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 diss on that kind of game too much. Again, I was like four of the time. Y- Yotun was mentioning black and white, which came out quite a bit later than the games I just mentioned. Um, but I think we've given the guys, uh, the audience, a bit of an insight to our gaming experience and understanding. We both started at a relatively young age. Uh, me probably a lot longer, uh, a bit younger than you were. Yeah. But that leads us to the first question of this topic of the episode which this topic is video game items or equipments that we could use in the real life and we ca- look to for, for point of clarity if we decide to do mario's mushroom this item has unlimited use so it would never degrade or go away so just to kind of make sure that we're not like oh it's once off and now we once we use it it's gone we're gonna bend the rules slightly and say that this item is you can get it and bring it to the real world. And depending on how we tackle each one, we might have time for two items that we'd like to bring into it. But this 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 episode is going to be a bit more of a debated analysis episode where we're going to, myself and Yotan, are going to scrutinize each other's ideas to make sure that our idea stands victorious on top. So huh. I'm sure Yotan's got many games that I've not touched before and he probably has these perfect items. But just to clarify, we're not taking characters. It has to be an item. So something that is not necessarily living. I'll, I'll, I'll allow the half-living status. So if it's like it's only it's organic item, then that's, that makes sense. But if you like bring, say, like Kirby, I, w- I won't agree to that because although Kirby is, a, is an OP entity, he's an entity, he's a being. So I, w- I won't really yeah. count that as an item. 
that just to clarify that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes, that makes sense. No, depending on. Well, actually, Jotun, do you want to go first? I'm sure that you bring in with different ideas and different items. Or do you, would you like yes. me to kind of. Okay, good. I like that determination. I'll, I'll go first because I, based on your description a little bit earlier, I'm actually a little bit scared that you're going to say my OP one yourself. <laughs> I don't think so, hey? I don't think so. Although my one is a relatively short one. So I'm going to, okay. just because I'm not sure if you're going to say it, I'm going to actually start with my heavy hitter before go I go to another one. Okay. Perfect. Uh, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> this item is actually one that comes from one of the very oldest games in like gaming, but it's one that has lasted. It's it's a very it's deeply entrenched in gaming culture, and even non gamers would probably be able to recognize it, or at least the 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 franchise and the proper IP that it comes from. Okay, so. You mentioned Super Mario's Mushroom, but I <laughs> chose Super Mario's Invincibility Star, the superstar, oh, also known as <laughs> Starman, Star Bonuses, the Invincible Starman, or yeah, things along those lines. And the reason why I chose this, especially as an item that has unlimited uses, because the Starman wears off after like 30 seconds or a minute. Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty mm -hmm. quick. But the player, after he picks it up, literally becomes invisible, invincible. The user becomes temporarily invulnerable to damage. He can defeat any enemy and anything that would be fatal, like lava pits, time running out, getting crushed, is like, it doesn't like hamper him anymore. He's yeah, totally yeah. invincible. There's one thing though, uh, the black boo from Bowser's Fury mode can switch it off in a oh, few really? of the games. Yeah, Super Mario World 3D and Bowser's Fury. But keep in mind But in that, any case, it's unlimited. Yeah, but you bring this item to the real world, so it doesn't mean that those entities are going to come with you on that. So oh, basically, yeah. you will have that item in the real world. So it's not that, that you're based in the game. You're taking the item from the game into the real world. Yeah. And so a few little extra things, it also gives you much faster speed, mm -hmm. like a substantial amount of extra speed. And if you defeat eight enemies, because look, we're, we're, we're taking all the attributes of the item, right? So yeah, if, you defeat eight, if you defeat eight enemies, you get an extra life. Now, I don't know about how much you like dying, Mackie, but an extra life for taking down eight enemies is a pretty sweet, sweet thing. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I just want to clarify. So, say now this item obviously wears off. Now, I did say unlimited usage. So, how long and what happens to... So, do you just... Does like the star pop out of you and you just pick it up again and keep going? And how long does it last in you? Um, I'm not sure how. I, 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 I'm not actually sure how long it lasts. I think it's actually variable in, in different games. So, sh sh would like 30 seconds be sufficient? Yeah, let's say 30 seconds. Um, I don't think it's uh, established in any games or in the law nah. or anything that there's nah. a cooldown. The only limiting factor in most of the games is that you actually have to get to the next star. 
Yeah, so would this would this pop out of you and then you grab it again or I think for the purpose of this, granted we have unlimited uses and mm -hmm. let's say somehow you were able to go into the Super Mario world and you got this star and you came back either before consuming it or you came back while powered up. I think that you can either assume that it's like a part of you now, mm -hmm. um, although you actually have to choose to activate it. Okay, you that makes sense. You can't just be, you can't be infinitely powered up or uh, yeah. like it never runs out. So yeah, even if it's like you're powered up for 30 seconds and if you're in the middle of the fight, you forget to repower up after those 30 seconds then it's your bad you know yeah 100%. so i think that would be the the limitation is if you, you get a bit big-headed about the fact that you're invincible and you forget to repower up and then lo and behold in that second that, that you weren't thinking straight someone kills you then 100 you know that's no. that's probably the biggest flaw but i get an extra light life after i beat eight enemies so I could die a few times and <laughs> have it not be a problem. So yeah, okay. that's uh, my contender. I give it, um, so let me scrutinize two points, okay? The first point, you get so sick and tired of the song that would play every time you collect uh, activate your power. And it would be horrible because initially you're like, and now every time you're activating that for 30 seconds of, you, I, I would go crazy after like the 150 time. But I guess it's like the the booyah man, not the oh yeah man that crashes through the wall. You have your own theme tune as you're running. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but what if what if that's just the game's way of showing that you've got like an adrenaline rush? Yeah, but so I think that the I think that... the song would also come with it because you will be okay, going I'll, I'll rainbow and the song will be coming with you. So you can't necessarily like I feel like okay. that would come with it. Okay, but then I don't I don't really think that that would be a downside because then um, <laughs> after a while. I think it would be more of a downside for other people. That's like an yeah, extra downside for your enemies. <laughs> because then it's like um, we've played a mod of Left 4 Dead 2 together where uh, Shrek is the tank. Mm -hmm. So it's a kind of, it would take on the quality of what's that band called that sings uh, uh, Hey Now. Yeah, uh, yeah All, -Star. All Star. I think All Star is the song, not the band. Yeah. Um... Um, burning for soup. But anyway, I think it's burning for soup uh, or something like that. All star by Smash Mouth. That's the mm, one. Yes. So in in like that that Left 4 Dead 2 mod, there's you can make a tank sh Shrek, but every time it starts to come in the distance and the horde comes, then you hear softly in the background, "Hey now, you're a rock star." Da, 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 da. And then Shrek comes in and he starts punching Shin, like throwing rocks around, and you're flying through the air. I think, I think that Star Song would take on that quality. Oh, 100%. And so it would, it would just increase the fear factor for your enemies. Oh man, I really wish we could have like an animator just to animate yourself 
like uh like you see like this intense gunfire scene everyone's like terrified and scared people kids are crying in the corner and the terrorists are like oh god bob and then all, the, all of a sudden you hear this it's like what's that song <laughs> Oh, the I scene, can imagine it. And the then the kids' faces line, the kids' faces light up, and they're like rays coming <laughs> from their faces as they realize that they're finally saved. <laughs> the scene, this rainbow-colored guy smashing through people and just having a steam shooting. Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even have to animate like extra rays or anything. You just have to oh. like put on neon filters for oh, the scene. Because uh, all the light is coming off the 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 superstar person. Oh, that, that that is an awesome item. I give you, I give you a really great one there. Oh, okay, let's go into my item. This is my powerhouse as well. You'll see if we have a a fun one to chat about afterwards. My big powerhouse is Maxwell's book from Scribblenauts. Um, do you know of the said item, Yotan? I just want to test if you know Scribblenauts I've, or not. I've never played Scribblenauts. Oh. Such a good game, very good for the creative mind. Um, a lot of kids, a lot of people say hey, it's a kids game. You can be pretty creative in the game if you have uh, the only real limitation is your memory. And look, they won't go like six and that kind of stuff, but you can do some strange things. So, brief description: Maxwell's book Inscrutable Notes is that anything he writes in his book comes into reality, and that's including adjectives, as well as he can use this. The uh, he can change. The person's description. So, Jotun, if you're feeling sick, you're if in the book. It would state "sick Jotun," and if I remove that adjective of "sick," then you you're cured. So, think of that. So, anything that you can write as a descriptor or write in the book will come into reality, or it can change the description of people around you. So, if I say "metallic Jotun," will turn into a metal version of yourself. Think of that. Or if I say massive Jotun, you'll turn into a giant version of yourself. So there's a lot of, even if I say flying Jotun, you'll start flying through the air with the ability to fly, even though you have nothing to really pull in you. You're just flying Jotun. So that's the, you can increase your speed. You can do all these things. Now, this book is so overpowered. I cannot stress enough that I think this is probably the end all of end all items. Why I state that is that, um, if I'm running low in cash, I can state 300 czar or 300 pounds, and boom, it's it's now in my vicinity. Um, I can change myself to be like uh, I see. Hey, Jotun's got that cool little star. I can state um, Super Mario star in my book, and voila, I have it. It's not like unlimited, like Jotun's star, but I can still grab it and then go. And then we have two. Do 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 do. Gonna kind of like save the town from whatever that danger there is but this item allows you to kind of the only real limitation to it is your own imagination i could even make a duplicate of myself so i can state i can i can't it doesn't just create inanimate objects i can create organics so if i can state dragon i will create a dragon if i write down mackie there'll be another mackie who would be exact duplicate of myself now i could write down as well which is quite fun in the game itself is that i could state evil mackie and then there'll be an evil version of myself. <laughs> so again, limitation is your own imaginations. Um, I can write UFO, I can write Godzilla, I can basically create anything or anyone, and I can change the description of everyone around me. So I can say dead 
bad guys, and then the guys will, it, the bad guy that I'm writing the description for will just pop fall on the ground dead. And I could remove the word dead, and the guy will automatically come back to life. That's how powerful this item is, in my opinion. Okay, so um, that is that is pretty hectic. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty hectic. But do you know of any other items in video gaming that, or another form of media that can change reality? Right, let's let's say let's say the reality uh, the the gauntlet from Marvel. Yeah, What's yeah, it called yeah. Again? The, the Infinity, the Infinity gauntlet. Infinity gauntlet. Okay. Yeah. So there is one thing that I see from the wiki page of Maxwell. Um, that <laughs> you look at the wiki page. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm poking holes in your in your thing here. Eh? So there is one thing that the notebook can't do and that it's not allowed to influence at all and that's copyrighted material that yeah. are not from dc mario or zelda yeah that's uh, true true so if i um get Make the... something from the dc universe then you can't influence that no 100 percent uh well so no i can still fight it but i can't change the descriptor yeah, yeah, yeah. of it so you, yeah so you can't change the dc mario or zelda thing so mario I can, I, I can happens to be where my dc if you throw an item yeah. from dc then yeah i can't change i can't change the descriptor yeah so the what the wiki for maxwell says is uh, it says equipment notebook maxwell's main tool he uses when going on his adventures to write down anything into existence, whether it be an object or a living being, or even both at the same time. Though this excludes copyrighted material that are not from DC, Mario, and Zelda. Because I'm not sure. I'm just not sure if it's saying that it can change things from those three. It can change them. It's just that in the game itself, it doesn't allow it because of copyright. So if I put in Zelda's sword. Because the game doesn't own uh, the rights of Zelda's sword in the game, it uh, won't make it. Okay. But since so, I'm bringing this item out to the real world, it doesn't have those restraints yeah. anymore. It's like a it's unrestrained. So if I write down Zelda's sword in the real world, I should be able to have it in my hand. Yeah, but you can't change the item itself. I should be able to because there's no copyright restriction. So if I said glowing Zelda's sword, I should be able to make a glowing Zelda's sword. If I say I a fire okay, going okay, Zelda sword, I should make a fire going Zelda sword. Yeah, but but now you can change that because it's not in the game world, right? Yes, because I'll bring it to the so real then, world. So then why do I get the irritating music if I bring it to the real world and it's not in the game? Because it, it's, actual, it's, a, it's an actual physical attribute where this one is more because of a game restriction. So if, if your one didn't make yourself glow in the game itself like it was because of legal reasons then i would say okay uh I, I wouldn't add that to yours but because this one is more because if maxwell decided to include dc zelda there they could be sued because the fact is that their game would be it's not that it's not okay. a limited yeah i think you're thinking too much about the legality and the copyright fact of it the, the, what you should be thinking of rather is can Maxwell's notebook change anything from DC, Mario, or Zelda? I think Have you yes. ever seen it change anything like that? Oh, there is a Scribble Notes DC version, so 
clearly they do allow the manipulation of it because there is a Scribblenauts DC crossover where they have, we can make anyone from DC. So now you have the question of the fact is that it is basically due to legality, from my reasoning at least, because if it was that they couldn't do it, then wait, then why is there a Scribblenauts DC crossover version where you could physically write in the book, say Superman from alternate universe said so so, and voila, there's Superman from alternate universe so so so. So I think it's just basically legality. Okay. Well, I think <laughs> I think we'll we'll let the audience decide there because okay. um, I think I brought a decent yeah. argument to that because I understand Be- what you're saying. Yeah, because if we if we don't see him evidenced as changing these things, because um, the way the Scroll Notes DC thing looks to me is that he just summons the other characters. Oh no, like he Batman changes them. Wonder Woman. He changes them. I played the uh, Scroll Notes DC crossover. He changes them. Okay. And he, like, even with like Superman, you had to fight like Lex Luthor thing. And you have to, Super, Lex Luthor was modified to be Kryptonian. So you had to like say, okay, so how do you fight Kryptonian? With Kryptonite. So you make Kryptonites. And you say, okay, but if Superman's fighting Lex, he will also be affected. So you state, okay, uh, Superman is made out of lead. So lead Superman. And yeah. he was no longer affected, but Lex was now affected. So. I agree with you. I don't know. We could say, look, it doesn't affect Nintendo and Zelda if you want to keep that. But I still think because the fact that you can change the one, it's purely legality that because the game itself can't put that in there or they will get sued, unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe I get sued if I make those items. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, my interpretation is that regardless of the reason why he can't do it or that the notebook can't influence those properties. The fact of the matter is that it can't influence those properties. Now mm-hmm. you you've you've pointed out the DC exception, mm-hmm. but where does the super star man come from, Mackie? Well, I say I make a consumable star. So you say star. So I create a fictional star. So I write down a cartoon star so it doesn't burn my eyes or destroy humanity as it is. Because, <laughs> again, I have to be careful what I write down. If I write down star, it makes it a physical star. So you're going to propose uh, a movable object and a movable... No, a movable object and infinite mover scenario for me, where you say you're going to make a star that trumps the Super Mario Star Man, but my Super Mario Star Man is already invincible. Yes, no, I'm, so not to, I'm not trying to trump you. I'm not trying to trump you. Oh, I'm okay. just explaining you how I make my star. Because like you said, uh, no, I can't okay. make your star, so I'll make a cartoon star, and I edit the attributes. Attribute, invincible, consumable. Same attributes, yeah. Yes, exactly okay. that. And then I will make, theoretically, your star. But like you said, I'll have to write that down every single time, where yours is like uh, inside of you, where yeah. that would not work. But what I could do is say that I'm invincible or I'm God. I can say Mackie God, and then I'll become God. <laughs> That's how yeah. powerful this book is. So technically, well, we, would, we would both be stalemate, and but I'll, you would have probably your tune will chase me away, and I'll just fly to a different galaxy with my book in hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that opens up questions about the the limitations of the notebook, in as much mm. as it's limited to natural English language. 
Um, and I, as far as and I'm I mean aware. like natural language as Felix was describing it in that one episode and why it's so difficult to get AIs and computers <laughs> to behave based on a description. Because now you can write anything in your notebook, but you're limited by how quickly you can write. Mm-hmm. And you can't abbreviate things um, if it's not an actual English abbreviation because you understand what you're writing. Oh, yeah, It has 100%. to be something that's in the English language. Yeah, I'll have to carry a thesaurus around. Yeah. But if I write down, like, super fast, like supersonic Mackie, then I'm moving at supersonic speeds every time I write down. So, yes, you're right. I am limited oh, to that. But if I make yeah, myself write this pretty fast, then I'm just, like, writing down, like, in super fast flash mode. A sonic boom is happening all around me as I'm writing each and every line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's a lot of i agree with you there, there's i think a lot of i think it still opens up a lot of things as well because <laughs> then you would have to actually increase your own metabolism and things as well because 100 oh, percent. you can you, you could write supersonic but that doesn't mean that your brain is, is... processing fast enough to keep up with your hands now no, because you say supersonic, Mackie, everything about you is supersonic. So technically, like, you're right, metabolism. Uh, I probably will be uh, uh, cracking my pants supersonically, pissing my pants supersonically, and, and starving supersonically. Yeah, or you'd, like, <laughs> age five years and five seconds. 100%. Uh, but if I write down the right things first, like, say, immortal, immortal, immortal Mackie. supersonic, Mackie. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh, and then obviously I can remove the adjectives. So say like I'm done being supersonic, I can remove it and then be still immortal Mackie. Uh. Immortal, immortal self-sustaining, uh, <laughs> immortal self-sustaining, uh, nutrient recycling Mackie. Emitter, you're interested in this game now that I mentioned it. It's a bit, that's, a bit. that's that's how free it is because you can. Uh, like I like playing that game in the co-op version because you and another person just makes it so funny because you can change everything about yourself uh, uh, and everything uh, around immortal, you and just chaos. Immortal, um, geez, what's what's that thing that got us to start the whole podcast again? Something about unlimited energy, perpetual, uh, perpetual so motion unlimited, yeah. unlimited perpetual energetic metabolism, Mackie, oh, 100%. and supersonic. Oh, 100%. That's why you've covered all your bases. Yeah. You're a god. Uh, <laughs> that's but that, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. This book is... I think your 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 power-up is very good, but I think mine's more versatile. So I think your one would still trump me in a battle. So if I were to try to b- fight you, I think your share... Like, I, I'm sure I can make myself invincible, but because of Mario's star, we assume that anything around you could eventually die, even if it's invincible. So I, I concede you yeah. on there, but I think my versatility, like everyday thing, is just like so much more powerful because I can like say, hmm, I feel like driving a Ferrari, Ferrari, oh, well, turbo boost, adjective, turbo, uh, turbo, turbo fast Ferrari, <laughs> and just like zoom across the Ferrari, <laughs> although I would crash into many things. <laughs> yeah. But it's a lot more fun. Yeah. So, so what, what exactly was the question of today's episode again? The most powerful thing. Yes, uh, the most powerful, but we'll leave that to the audience before, but we were still oh. not quite to the end of it. Now, I know we've touched on most powerful ones, but 
Yota, maybe you can let's bust up. Do you know of any power ups that would probably be really useless? Just to kind of end it off. I I I also have to kind of think about it. So do you know of a power up that can can we first briefly give our runner ups for for the powers? hundred percent. Oh, so yes, no 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 problem. So before before we do like the opposite side of the Oh hundred percent. Okay, so audience, your vote is what power up is the best. So your, your but the ones we've already covered, not yes. not the ones we're going to say now. Yes. So Jotun has covered the Super Mario Star, where obviously it's activated inside himself. Duration every thirty seconds, but it improves the speed, makes him invincible. Has the little bit. It's not really a downside. It's just an added attribute of the uh, the song coming in there. I won't lie, having Jotun running around with a cool song and hearing this distant like. And getting louder and louder, you know, you like effed up. There's no escaping this guy, so that is yeah. very cool. And then my power up is the Maxwell's notebook. Again, there are limitations, but they you have to be a little more creative with your how you word things. And again, like Jotun mentioned, if I write down YOLO or uh, abbreviate words, it won't work. It doesn't work in the game, so it doesn't work in real life. So I have to write real words, and it's only limited, and it's always limited by my own understanding of the English language. So yeah. again, guys, it's those two things. Your your judgment is basically which one do you think is better? Which one you would prefer? Now that you say that English language thing again, it's like, what if you can't quickly enough describe what you want to write? Oh, hundred percent, and, what and I'm, I'm screwed. I'm hundred percent screwed. Yeah. So if, if you got me in like a submarine and it was like about to blow up i have to think the right thing and if i write down aquatic suits and but that doesn't mean that it's equipped to me and it doesn't mean that yeah. that's a, a aquatic suit that it fits me so there's a lot yeah. of downside is that obviously i have to be super descriptive it's like a genie but there is yeah. other ways i could state is that if i was smart enough and had the brain power like talking to you it's easy but when you put in that like stress situation you don't think of like, oh, yeah. simple one is just put an adjective on me and say it's girls. just adrenaline. Then. Yeah, 100%. So the, I think that like the downsides and strong sides of both sides were discussed and pointed out. I just think both of all things are awesome. But I, yeah. I would, the audience has to decide which one is the better version, which one, who brought the better power up. We could say like yeah. who would, uh, you can like lay this audience is like who would win the fight. Or you could layer this as versatility, like which one you would use in which situations better. And yeah, that it's it's your guys' decisions. Yeah, like that, let us know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, let's, let's okay. talk about crap powers. Now, quickly, the run, run runners up first, I think, because the okay. crap yeah. powers oh, yeah. we can actually discuss. Yeah, let's let's do the runner ups, and I think we will conclude the episode there. Okay, what's your second runner up? No, no, we can we can we can discuss the crap ones, but the the runner ups we just mentioned. Okay, um, cool. So my runner up, which I was actually going to say first, until I thought that Mackie was going to take my one because he <laughs> talked about the mushroom from Super Mario. Um, uh, the one that I actually chose to start off with was the Crynet Nano Suit from the Crisis Games. Oh, great one! Yeah. Because this is like tactical combat armor, um, which was designed to fight aliens and stuff. But oh, brilliant, part one. Yeah, it leads to 
it makes your muscle fibers, it's like programs your muscle fibers to be extra hard, augmented or camouflaged and um, lets you do superhuman feats. So it's oh, got four different one. modes. It's an armor mode, which like uh, takes the kinetic forces of, of bullets and other kinds of physical trauma, kind of like the vibranium thing of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't think it fires at that. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. And it's got a strength mode, which just enhances all of your strength attributes and makes you invulnerable, kind of, or stronger, and lets you jump super high as well. Then there's the speed mode, which just makes you a, like a super, a super speed person by putting some kind of chemical inside your muscles. So all of these different kinds of modes put different, basically, steroids in your muscles mm, mm. that's, like, non-destructive. Yeah. And it just, like, feeds it. Um, although the suit does drain. So there's a limited amount um, that you can use before it powers back up again. Yeah. And then there's the camouflage or the cloak feature, which yeah. basically makes you almost completely undetectable because it does all things in the wave spectrum so it's visible light radio waves infrared and possibly microwaves and like ultraviolet the only catch though is that you do see like a weird telltale shimmer with people who are cloaking and that's yeah. only visible to the naked eye and so not like infrared scanners and stuff. also ah, yeah. Yeah. but that suit does have infrared scanners as well it has all those different uh visors changes of there as well yeah Got a visor, binoculars, a processor, rebreather, hydrothruster, storage capacity, data network, environmental controls, and other things. I would, I would, yo, that is a brilliant item. And that's, that's like the Mark 1 version. That's not even the one that's used (laughs) in Crisis 2 or 3. Because I I just go with original things here. Oh, 100%. No, she's, um, I think that is a brilliant item. There's, there's, the only downside I give it is that it's battery powered, or I say battery powered, but it has a charge rate, so you can't indefinitely yeah. be super strong or indefinitely there. So if you do like a super punch of a car and then jump, you just need to take a bit of a breather and then you can do more crazy antics. Yeah. But it is really cool. I, I, the, the, the reason why I don't think this was my OP one was because although it increases your threshold for all your physical capabilities, there is still a threshold. Whereas 100%. with the superstar, it's invincible. There's like yeah. no threshold. <laughs> yeah, There's a, so, uh, compared to your yeah. star, th- this is not an OP. This is definitely an awesome item, but it's definitely not OP. Um, yeah. Okay, th- let me give my run up. And um, I, won't, I won't describe it, but the other one that I was considering was the time reversal blade from Prince of Persia. Ah, oh, such a cool. Uh, that's a cool item. I will say that. No, so my my item is the Omnitrix from Ben Ten because it is uh, a game, and that Omnitrix is would is something that I would really love as well. It's a real toss up because now we're talking about the items that we would really love to have and not yeah. just OP. And the Omnitrix, if you guys don't know, is a device that allows you to transform into, it's like 10 billion aliens or something like that, or 1 billion aliens, different alien forms. And they obviously, because of their genetic structures, they are, they have these powers, but they're not necessarily powers. It's just 
powers to us because we don't necessarily have them. But there's aliens for almost every situation, for flying, intergalactic travel, uh, super speed, fireballs, super strength, and just having that like, little device that has allowed you to change into those different forms. This is something that looks like, oh man, that, that is a cool yeah. item to grab and have on your wrist. The weakness Ugh. of that item, though, is that it's glitchy, so it's never the alien that you actually choose. It's uh, almost always a different one, isn't well, it? Uh, isn't no, no, that no, no. the problem? No, so that's initially because the Ben had the device and it was he was not trained on how to use it. And the device was locked from accessing all the different aliens. So, But if I always get to this device, um, again, I would also not be able to control it. But like messing around with it, I would spend like, say, Probably it'll take a while. I'll give give you that like five to ten years, um, where I would be messing around with this and unlock the master mode. And once you unlock the master mode, Ooh. you can change to each alien by merely thinking, and you have access to all the Ooh. aliens. So Ooh, if you that's think, a long amount of time to be able to die in before dude, you. Master. I'll still have access to ten aliens. <laughs> okay, I'll still have access to ten aliens that you would not necessarily like. I grant you that I'll have a timer on them as well because. I'll transform into the thing and not know when it's spot time out. So you, it's like your one where yours also has a timer. So we'll yeah. both be like brawling it out and then, poof, okay, break time. Okay, you had your break, yeah? I had my break, yeah? Okay, cool. And then brawl out again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Okay, that, that's a solid one. Yeah, I think that we both bring some solids. Okay, I really want to touch on some, touch on one bad one from each of us before the end of the episode. Okay. Okay, do you have a bad one in mind? Uh, you go first because this wasn't a prepared question. So okay, I'll I'm have to think sorry. about it. I didn't think of it either, but I'm going to pull something out of my rear. So there, is it an lot... item or is it a power-up? Because you use those interchangeably, but they actually aren't. So it has to be an item, so something that you can hold. So okay. something that you can physically hold. So one crappy power-up, which... It's okay. Like it, it is definitely beneficial. Because look, uh, I, that's what, what I'm trying to aim here. Like it can still help, but it's not going to help much. Um, yeah. Item that I have in my mind is a pokeball, <laughs> an infinite use pokeball. Oh, I can't beat that. That's like really shit. Like in real life <laughs> applications. Hey, 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 hey! Look, this unless pokeball... you're being like chased by a dog or something. <laughs> no, no, because a pokeball could technically work on a human. And the thing is, when you throw it out, you could technically release the person. And But the thing is, you only have one Pokeball. So, why I say it's not such a great power-up is that you can run around, throw this Pokeball at like a criminal, then you have to run to the prison, release him in the prison, and then you have your Pokeball back to kind of go catch whoever you want to catch up in. And like you uh, said, well, <laughs> you have to physically throw I think it could actually be really useful because... Um, I don't think it's ever established in the law exactly how much space there is inside of a Pokeball uh, or wait, did you say what like the compression ratio is. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, uh, it's kind of like that bag that Newt has from the Fantastic Beasts series where there's more space inside than its actual space in our space time. Stop and I don't think it's been topic. established. It's a bad one, okay? <laughs> so I don't, I'm poking holes in the badness of it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, well done. Well so done. I think there's a lot of storage utility in that item. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Because it hasn't been limited in the law. Mm, no, I agree with that. I agree. 
I just assumed because of the fact that there's one Pokemon per ball. But maybe that's a courtesy thing. Isn't there also weird time temporal things that happen in there as well? Oh, 100%. Because you like, you, you have an injured Pokemon and you put it into the Pokeball. And then when next you use the, you release the Pokemon, it's healed up. Yeah. Now, I don't think that's always the case in the series, but that's most of the time the case. Yeah, you could, uh, it doesn't get healed. You still have to heal it. But like, uh, it, like. It still takes time, but it's like rapid or something. Yeah, I think so too, because you do see it in the series at least. But like in the physical yeah. game, you had to physically potion it up. But you could heal it yeah. while it's still in the ball, in the game at least. Yeah. So I think, as a minimum, it has the same healing properties as like a back the tank from Star Wars. Agreed. I'll agree with that. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. So. But that's a pretty to... crap one. Well done. Nice <laughs> choice for crappy things. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, what's your crappy thing? I want to hear it. Okay, so my one is a weapon, and it would e either be the chain gun from Gears of War. Okay. Because. That thing is actually so damn cool. Like a chainsaw on the bottom of the barrel of your gun. That's just okay. awesome. And it's just, it's established that it can cut through like really thick bodies and mm. wires and things. And number two is the plasma sword from Halo. Because that thing... Uh, well, okay, we said unlimited uses. In Halo, yeah. it's like... You can use it like four or five times and it's done. Okay. But it's really powerful up until that point. But yeah, this is unlimited, so that means it doesn't it doesn't get done. Yeah. You just get a swap with the infantry. Yeah, but then the thing, and you can say this about any weapon, is how much utility would you actually use that for in real life? True. Like with a True. with a Crytek nano suit, you can still use it to run around super fast and be invisible all the time and to do super strong things. So you could like very plausibly make an awesome construction business with that nano suit because you can lift really ridiculously heavy things and do it really quickly. But like only so many things need to be killed. So if you're not a mercenary or something, then its use is like limited. I, I don't think so, hey? I think you would be able to use it for re recovery of people. So you could go like if there's huge amount of rubble and they need really precise cutting of certain things i think your energy blade would come in like incredible amount of use because then you could do precision this is like lightsaber in your hand basically and yeah. you could do some precision cutting even then you could even use it for so and so like construction and for cooking if you want to use it as a chopping item Dude, this item, it could even be used as a harvester, as a sickle. Because then you can go through all that, like, all the trees that you want to gather or all the farming or all the grain you want to gather by hand. Now you have this, like, simple zong, zong, zong. Yeah. And then, like, put them yeah. into the item really conveniently uh, put together. That's my opinion, at yeah. least. Uh, that's me poking good things about your energy sword because it's literally a lightsaber, like, like you said, where would you use it? But if you think of it, there's a lot of places that require hands-on destruction. Imagine bringing that yeah. item to a wreck room where you'd have to go wreck everything in the room. <laughs> you walk out like panting with this house falling level out. <laughs> I think it's better to avoid the entire discussion of having 
even something as thick as a lightsaber that's literally the heat of the sun within uh, a yeah. meat, like within <laughs> arm's reach. Let's yeah. avoid that for now. Um as the looming specter in the background and yeah, just leave it to, to sit there. <laughs> okay. I think we've come to the end of the episode, unfortunately, audience. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of Ramble Shamble. But before you go, guys, I hope you're aware that we do post this on multiple platforms, on Apple, on Spotify, on YouTube, and Google Stitcher, Google Podcast Stitcher, a number of platforms. And while we explain it every single time, is for you to share this this podcast with your friends, family, and anyone who might be interested in not just gaming, but any topic really. And you guys can come join our commu- community where we have a Discord. You can share your opinions about the question that we asked you at the beginning on midway through this episode on YouTube. But Discord is our best way to speak to us. You can play games with us, share your art, share your passions, share your interests, even Join us with a podcast idea that you guys decide on your own. Or feel free to share share your ideas on the question because that's really valuable for getting your name out there where Jotun, please explain Ramble Shrapnel to our audience. Yes. So from the questions that we guys ask you in the episodes, we, we do always ask you about who do you think had the better argument or the better choice in the episodes. But... We do also ask you some random questions as well, like what would be the video game item that you believe would be the most overpowered thing? And that is the question for this week. So which do you think is the most overpowered item? We've given you guys a few examples here today, but please suggest your own. And we take our favorite response from either the Discord or YouTube or another place where you can comment. It can also be our social media because we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. And you can leave us a comment over there on any of the platforms that I mentioned and give us an answer to the question. But we also said today that you can actually suggest anything interesting for us and we'll choose our favorite one, the one that we find the most interesting and talk about that for a little bit in a separate playlist called Ramble Shrapnel because it's a little bit or a piece of the main episode. But, like, again, we ask you guys a dedicated question, so we we will give preference to the question of the main episode. But every now and then, we see a special one, like a recent one that we did, and we like it so much that we just talk about that instead. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And guys, remember we post, we try to post regularly on every Thursday. Again, if we miss an episode it's because and you guys aren't aware, it's probably because you're not part of our social media and you only get notified via that platform. Again, you can even speak to us directly there and say, where's our episode? Why are you not posting two episodes a week? Again, you can mention recommendations on improvement. There's a lot of things you can do on our little, uh, social medias. But again, guys, we thank you guys for listening to us. We hope you guys come listen to our next topic or go listen to some of our other topics if you haven't listened to them already. And we hope you guys come join us in the future topic. That's me, Mackie, signing off. Bye-bye, everyone.